Welcome to What Is It About the Weather, a podcast where we explore the many ways in which weather intertwines itself into our lives. I'm your host, Mark Jelinek, and this week's question, does weather make me happy? It's feeling like fall outside. Actually, when you're getting this, I'm probably just getting back from vacation. I sought out vacation with coolness in mind. We're getting towards fall. Further north I go here, (laughs) better chances are that I'm going to get towards fall. You guys all know, if you've listened to me at all, fall's kind of my favorite season, right? may not be the individual weather events. I'm not going to get a lot of snow. I may not get... Actually, fall doesn't always bring a lot of rain. It can, but it's not really the big thunderstorm season but I love fall weather I like the way those crisp mornings feel the need to put on long sleeves all right it even drives sometimes how we choose where we're going it did for me in this case we talked about migration last time Right, and how we value weather. Well, maybe in picking where you go on vacation, you do value weather, and the you know we talked about the activities that it might bring about. For me, it wasn't so much the activities, but I did like the idea of going to a place where I can enjoy that balance between end of summer and early fall. Yeah, maybe more on that in a future episode. One other thing I came across weather-wise that I thought was kind of interesting. We talked a few episodes ago about records, right? And I'm going to put an article in the show notes about how they actually verify. Because we recently had a day here in the U.S. in Death Valley that's considered one of the hottest. I don't. It's not the hottest. But they got into a whole discussion about how they determine so the preliminary wise it you know it ranks as whatever the day was i think it was like the third hottest or something but how complicated it is to make that determination how they've gotten more rigorous and i'm thinking to myself don't we have better things to do with our time but at the same time i also understand we get we humans get fixated on records right the most extreme. I mean, think about the Guinness Book of World Records and how people, you know, may pick out a record or, or I do the same thing. You know, I'm out riding, riding my bike and you're doing competition. You want to see how people are doing in, on these little segment things, different routes or climb up a mountain or whatever it is. Cause we're kind of fixated on that. And it drives us to do better, hopefully. The weather stuff, you know, I, I still had a question. What's the value? Because they, they talked about having to even send the equipment in for it to be evaluated. And I started wondering, well, is that really the smartest thing to do? To replace a sensor in an area that's been giving you data with potentially another sensor? That you don't know what the calibration, if it's going to be as precise isn't the long-term historic record more important or the, the 
accuracy of that more important than this individual record? I, I don't know. It was, But it was intriguing because I went through this whole article about how they did this. And a lot of it does stem from the fact that probably the warmest temperature on record, there's a lot of speculation that the person, because it was manually recorded, the person who did the reading may not have been the person we should be trusting on that reading that day. Yeah, I don't know. I I know we get fixated on this stuff. And and we do it in in all aspects of of life, right? Record highs. Longest somebody's done this or shortest we've done that or whatever. And maybe that's just in our genetic makeup as well, that we look for those things. So I guess if we can have them be more accurate and we can prove that it's worthy and and been evaluated every which way it can, and therefore it's true. We talked about truth and fact, right? Any case, we'll see where that plays out. Because it, from the sounds of it, it, may take months or longer before it's confirmed. So let's get back to happiness. <laughs> Does weather make me happy? Okay, maybe it's a rhetorical question. Gave you that fall example, right? love fall and I when I think of fall as a season and I think about the weather I actually do think about the weather and I feel happy but is that a me thing (laughs) is this something that that I'm just that unusual now clearly I like weather I mean look what I do I've been working weather for years I do podcasts about weather-related things. You hear me talking about it all the time. I, I tweet or Instagram pictures of, of different weather settings. So let's step back and make it not just about me for a moment. You know, I was talking, we, we, in the last episode, we talked about migration, and certainly it would have value potentially, Right? And we've talked, the second episode of this podcast, episode two, we talked about weather and mood in a general sense. But it wasn't just about happiness, it's about how it impacts us. And, and there has been research done on seasonal disorders, right? And how different weather patterns in different seasons can impact us. But can weather just make you happy? Well, let's... Step back and not not get into all the deepness of, you know, does it make us depressed or sad? Because we know that there's research that shows that it can. Vacation planning. I talked about this, you know, in the top. We clearly seek out the right weather, don't we? On vacation, we want to be happy, don't we? I hope so. But do you do it for the weather or is the weather secondary, right? Does the weather then deliver the opportunity to do the things that we enjoy? Now, there were a few different papers in that I referenced back in episode two. I think there were like two or three in the show notes that I referenced. They... They struggle with making this connection, I guess, or they're inconsistent some in some ways, other than showing that there seems to be a connection. 
it's hard to get much deeper. But one of the papers specifically, and I'll put a link in the show notes for this episode as well, did an interesting, they went about it in an interesting way, I thought. They actually analyzed a data set about people. And it was people who answered some questions about how they were feeling, different different sort of uh, related questions about them over different periods of time. But it didn't have weather data in it. So these people went and took weather data, got weather data, and they cross-referenced it, right? And the hard part there, though, is to know even if they found a relationship, what's the cause and effect, right? Was weather really the cause or did weather happen to coexist? And I think maybe if you had a really strong signal, you'd feel more confident saying that it's a weather thing. But between, all, between that paper and all the various papers, there's still this lingering question. It's, is there a direct connection? Can you wake up one day and say, ah, weather's like this, therefore I'm happy. Now, just this morning I woke up and I could see that it had rained and it sort of made me smile. But that's me. We got to get past this thing. So I know that there are certain things that make me respond, but in the fleeting moment, is, is that really making me happy? I don't know. So I came across this paper called Weather and Individual Happiness, and maybe that's what triggered me to, to do this episode. And it was done a little different from some of those other papers that maybe only covered a season. You know, even the one I just mentioned, it, they, they didn't even have winter in it. So how can you know for sure? Because what makes some people happy may not make other people happy. And they did a, a really long record. It was like, I don't know, 19 months, 17 months. I forget exactly how many months, but longer than a year. And... The surveys they were asking focused on weather. Very long time scales, but they even, they even narrowed it down. And this was something I found that was different. Instead of just looking at daily averages or daily norms, they did get down to a granular level and looked at our time stamps, right? What was the weather like at a given point in time? And this research was very focused on the weather. It, this one is one that's in a journal. It's not always available, but I'm going to put a link in the show notes. This is one I actually recommend you reading. It's actually an easier read. You may not get everything. And no, you don't have to go through it in detail. But I like it when you really can read an article, a research article, and get a sense of how the person who was doing the research was thinking. Right? And the way this article was written, I thought, did an excellent job at kind of conveying... what they were looking for and how they went through this process. And so I, you know, I mentioned that they went, you know, it wasn't just looking at daily averages. It was looking at weather by the hour and why they worked in only one specific area. They didn't try to analyze people in different locations again, because sometimes using the different averages may or may not make sense. So they stuck with one location. They did it for a long period of time. They considered a lot of variables. And it all, you know, came together and they 
tried to dissect it and draw something meaningful from it. And in the end, in the end, and this is this may be what I liked about the paper more than anything else. Quite often, when you read research papers, you get to the end, and the and the one that I you know the other one I was discussing even talked about you know some some next steps. I, I saw a an earlier version of the article where it was more like a working paper, and so they were kind of talking out loud about you know other things to research. Or the ones I mentioned in the last episode where they proposed these are other things we need to research, and that's all important, and those things are important. But a lot of times you get a lot of focus on that because the conclusions aren't very strong, right? And this paper came to the following conclusion, that happiness is maximized at 13.9 degrees C. For those that do Fahrenheit, 57 degrees Fahrenheit. And I found that very interesting. That they got to that point. Now, that's not to say that it it's only at that and that it's flat around it. You know, you, you rise to that number. But that they had enough data points to where they could draw that sort of conclusion. You don't always get that. So I just want everyone to stop for a moment and realize that you're most happy, that the findings were, were most happy at that specific temperature. Now, let's be real. Let's step back from that. though. No, that doesn't necessarily apply everywhere. But in that location, those people, that group of people that fit that demographic actually had a number they went towards, which made me start to wonder, maybe like the birds that were migrating that we discussed last week, maybe we really do have a point at which weather makes us happy. I don't know. Now, it didn't we we would need to study it much more than that, right? But it laid the groundwork and the idea in my brain that maybe there is some specific trigger and it and it could be locational, right? It could be that what we find and and this has been repeated in other things when it's when it's summertime and it's real hot outside, we like it on days that are slightly cooler. Or it's wintertime and it's been a really cold winter. We like it on days that are warmer. Not necessarily happy, but but are, we are tuned to that sort of thing. We like it to come off those extremes. But maybe there's something more fundamental. You know, we've had in, in the last couple of months, we've had a, a few different things where we, how DNA actually shifts with different weather patterns. So maybe somewhere inside and in all of that, there's something fundamental that's going on that weather makes you happy. Which, of course, means the flip side is true as well. Weather may make you sad. These are things I hope in my lifetime we learn, that we learn how to evaluate it and can break it apart. That's always one of the challenges whenever we do any sort of analysis, right? And you could even look at this study and and think to yourself that certain things are going to be biased if the subjects know what exactly is being evaluated. And this is why we do, you know, double blind studies with medicine and things like that, because you really want to isolate the people being evaluated from understanding what's being considered. But anytime you get into something subjective, 
right? It's hard to know. But maybe if we could prove, maybe if we could prove that at a very specific temperature for a given region, or maybe even for a given demographic, that some endorphins get released when weather puts us right at the same spot. I don't know. Be good to know. You let me know. Does weather make you happy? What weather is it that makes you happy? What is about the weather? Gmail.com or what is about the weather at Twitter? However you want to reach out. I'd be curious to know if you have weather that makes you happy. Okay, I wanted to follow up briefly on last week's migration stuff. And you know, we talked about in a past episode about you know, plants that can't move and how they deal with weather, you know, seasonal changes and whatnot. But not all birds migrate. And was fed this little article that talked about how extreme weather can impact birds. As I mentioned, there's a lot of people that bird watch and you know we monitor and report. It's one of those things that a, a lot of people participate in giving observations about birds. And some birds that don't migrate, well, they're not real fans of extreme weather. And there tend to be fewer sightings after extreme weather events of these types of birds. Now, does that mean that some were killed off? Does that mean that some went somewhere? Don't know for sure. But it is kind of interesting in this day and age of big data that we're getting ways to consider things that may not have been easy in the past. Right? As we've got more eyeballs on things, there's there's good that can come from that. I know often we get caught up in the all the bad things that happen with all the monitoring we do and all the data that's being collected. But hopefully it provides some glimmer of understanding both into our worlds and the world around us so that we can better relate, better deal with, better prepare. So if you're curious about birds some more, I know I put a couple leaks in last week's show notes, but how they handle extreme weather and, and what we might be learning about that, maybe take a look. Something to do. All right, we're going to close out here. I, I just want to say, you know, I mentioned vacation and stuff. We're all getting into school season, fall work season, and for most of us, it's not looking anything like it has in the past. E- even if somewhat your scenario is such that you know people are trying to do things the way they did before, it's not going to be the same. For a while, anyways. As we all deal in this, this post-pandemic or active pandemic, really, world that we live in, I just hope, I hope each of us had an opportunity during the summer, at least if you didn't get on a true vacation, you were able to find a day or two, were able to unwind and decompress a little. And that you were able to find some weather that contributed in a positive way to being happy. And that weather in some way makes you happy. Because I really do want to think that somewhere out there, weather, for all the challenges it can bring at times, for the frustrations it may cause us, 
that it equally could make us happy. And as we learn more about the world around us, whether it's about migrations, whether it's about vacations, whether it's about the business world or the political world or the educational world, whatever it is, sometimes we can look at it and smile a little and be reminded of the weather and see the connection and have that aha moment in a constructive way that reminds us there's much more to weather than the weather itself. <laughs>